Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mike the intern, Ned Reynolds in the studio on a Tuesday morning. So cut day for the Chiefs. Uh, But you know what? They had already made a lot of moves before this. And it's kind of interesting. The Chiefs are just like, oh, yeah, we see your schedule. We're just going to take care of business now. It's being done in increments, and Andy Reid has done this, did it with the Philadelphia Eagles, and he's doing it with the Chiefs as well. I thought there would be a few more yesterday, but that's not the case. The vast majority of the final slices are going to come today. They did cut Darwin Thompson. Not a big surprise. Thompson was a sixth-round draft choice from Utah State. Pretty good running back, but they're, you, you know, you have to cut somebody. Have to somewhere along the line to make room, and there just wasn't room for Darwin Thompson. He may latch on with someone else. There is a cut that they made that, oh, kind of made me sad a little bit in a way. Uh, the, the Darius Shepard, wide receiver mm, from Blue Springs, yeah, his ultimate, ultimate goal had always been to play for the Chiefs, and he did in some of the exhibition games. He's a Missouri Valley Conference kid, North Dakota State. We'd seen him play down here, a good player, but over and above all that, his granddad was one of our greatest athletes ever uh, down here at Southwest Missouri State, Lou Shepard, back in the late 1960s. So I kind of thought maybe they might try to keep him, but no, he's he's out and he's gone as a free agent now. And they did make a trade overnight, actually very late last night, sent Yasser Durant, the big offensive lineman, who was a non-drafted free agent out of Mizzou, and they traded him to the New England Patriots for a draft choice next year. I think it's seventh rounder, if I'm not mistaken. So that's really the sum total of what they have done. The big uh, level of cuts, probably about the 23, 24, will come a little bit later on today. Do you uh, expect to see anyone else cut in your mind that you think is going to be gone? Or it, it, The one I think that may be a big surprise is Kyle Long because he hasn't been able to do a thing. He's been injured the entire, well, actually his entire career. Well, yeah. But uh, with the Chiefs, he hasn't done a thing. He hasn't suited up, so I would suspect they'll cut him. And I see where the name of uh, Laurent Duvarnay-Tardif has been up for trade. I would be a little surprised at that. I don't think they'll cut him. But uh, really, that name has been mentioned. Hmm. We'll see. I know that a lot's been said about the young dudes up front. You know, some of the guys we got that are young and 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 they're working really well together so far. Um, it just comes down to who's doing the dance the best. Hey, listen, Creed Humphrey and Orlando Brown are studs. Yeah, yeah, and you, you <laughs> these are big, big. Kids. Yeah, yeah, and uh, every piece is extremely important. Um, so, college football big weekend this weekend. A lot of games. Which ones are you excited about? Well, I, I I'm especially anxious to see Penn State, Wisconsin. Minnesota and Ohio State, which is a Big Ten conference opener, play on Thursday night in Minneapolis. That'll be an interesting contest, to say the least. But a lot of them, uh, Notre Dame and Florida State, anxious to, that's a Sunday night game. Anxious to see how that one shapes up. Notre Dame is supposed to have everything. Florida State is rebuilding. How about Alabama-Miami? <laughs> really a fascinating matchup. Miami's getting a whole lot better. alabama is already better. <laughs> just, a, just a fine team. And then the Clemson-Georgia game is uh, really a fascinating matchup of two very strong programs. Now, there has been a change in locale for uh, one of the key games. Oklahoma wants to have played Tulane in New Orleans. But they're going to move the game to Norman, Oklahoma. But Tulane will be the home team. That means that Tulane will get all the revenue from the game. But because it's not Oklahoma's home game, it's not on their ticket plan. So what they're going to do is open up only the lower bowl of Memorial Stadium 
uh, Owen Field in, Nor in um, Norman. And that'll be that'll limit the crowd, but only by a little bit because that's a huge stadium. Yeah, well, and that doesn't that kind of sounds counterproductive too. Like if you're trying to give them more money, wouldn't they not get the ticket sales from that too? Or? They, they would, and there will be some more. Yeah, there's no question about that. But it's not on the Oklahoma season ticket plan, so therefore the that amount of immediate amount of revenue is not forthcoming. And it is Labor Day weekend, yeah. so a lot of those folks had already made plans since it wasn't on their schedule. Yeah, but there's a lot of kids that are like, well, hell yeah, we can go watch a college football game this weekend. Is that the way kids think? That's the way I think. <laughs> um, but at the same time, it, it kind of sucks. You'd think they'd open it up and let them make the money, but whatever. Uh, it's college football, and they do whatever the hell they want. Needless to say, I'm very excited it's back, and that's exactly what I'll be doing all weekend. Oliver, just get ready. You're going to love college football. Um, also, if we're just going to talk football on this break, a milestone in football history today. This was the very first game in history for the Tennessee Titans. 20 years ago, 20 years ago today, the Tennessee Titans, who had been the Houston Oilers for so many years, had their first game, played the Oakland Raiders. They did not play it in Nashville. That's where the Tennessee Titans are based in their, their stadium. Their stadium hadn't been completed yet, so they were playing their first year games at the Liberty Bowl in Memphis. And the first round went to Tennessee. They beat the Oakland Raiders on that day. But, yep, 20 years ago today, first game ever for the Tennessee Titans. I kind of miss the Houston Oilers, you know. I always liked them. They're pretty good. Warren Moon, man. That was Earl, my... Earl Campbell? Yeah, those are those are my guys. <laughs> I mean, and especially when I was a kid, like, he was the man. It's kind of a moot point when the Cardinals get a win at this point. Uh, they're pretty much out of it, but... Did they get a win? They didn't get a win. 3-1 over the Cincinnati Reds. And and no, Mike, I'm going to have to disagree with you. They're not out of it because they're vying for a second wild card. This is something that's new in Major League Baseball. Not new this year, It's but it is relatively only, what, two years old. A second wild card berth. It used to be they only had the one. And if we're at one this year, they're long gone. The season's over. But there are now two wildcard teams, and what they do at the end of the season have one-game playoff. The two wildcard teams play each other, and the winner of the one-game playoff advances on to the uh, round of the divisional playoffs. So that's what the Cardinals are vying for, that second wildcard berth. They're in a fight with Cincinnati, San Diego Padres, and the Philadelphia Phillies. All those teams are within two and a half games of each other. This is going to go right to the wire to see who that second wild card team is. The first one is pretty much decided. Either going to be the Dodgers or the Giants. They're way ahead of everybody else, so they're not going to get caught with, what, 32 games remaining in the season. But the Cardinals did get a win last night, beat the Cincinnati Reds 3-1. John Lester pitched very well, allowed only one hit through six innings of play. The one hit was a home run. But the interesting thing about it is, Lester did not try to overpower the Reds. He made them hit the ball, and that's what they did. They hit the ball right back at somebody, and that's what you do. That's what we've tried to preach. You've got seven other defenders out there, plus your catcher. Come on, let them do the work. But oh no, these young kids come in and try to overpower everybody and throw out their arm and everything else. Well, Lester uh, pitched very crafty baseball, held the Reds down, and the Cardinals win 3-1. to one. Play again tonight, then again tomorrow. Well, Lester, uh, that uh, pickup was definitely important for okay. sure um, and proves that the old dogs can still do it. And this guy's <laughs> been in the league for 50 years. Um, you know, I am the optimist as much as I possibly can. I, I, I hope they make it, but uh, it's... 
They, they have to win. They got to win. It's 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 win or done. I mean, we got like one more nail left, and that's it. Um, so let's switch gears. U.S. Open. It's in New York, and it's underway. It is in the underway. They got underway yesterday. The top seeds will play today. Novak Djokovic and Ashley Barty. They will play in their respective divisions later on today. So far, not really any great surprises. And Naomi Osaka did win her match in very impressive fashion last night. But keeping right on with the scheme of things, the U.S. Open is playing, and they have crowds in at the U.S. Open at Flushing Meadow, New York, and that's the key. They do have attendance there. You got a lot of stuff to do this weekend. College football, tennis, tennis, all kinds of stuff. Weather's looking nice. You'll be out playing it, too, I'm sure. Um, Basketball Bears at MSU just released their non-league schedule. Any surprises on there? Yes, there are. This is a very good non-conference schedule that that, uh, Coach Ford has put together, Coach Ford and his staff. It's not as strong as I'm sure he wanted it to be, but it's pretty doggone good. They will open up the season. Now, this is the non-conference season, folks, on November the 9th here in town against your old stomping grounds, Cape. Oh, Simo? Simo's coming up here to play the Bears. Haven't played in a couple of years, but they will play this year, and it's the Bears opener. The next game after that is Alabama State. That's a swack school from, obviously, down in uh, down in the country that's been hit by the hurricane. Anyway, they'll be up here uh, to play the Alabama State Hornets. The Bears go to a tournament in Naples, Florida, and it's a tournament they can't win. These are not the great power. They're good. It's, they're good teams, but not great powers, and the Bears can't win that competition. One key day that I absolutely love is December the 4th. It's a Saturday, and for the very first time ever, not the first time the Bears have played this team, but the previous games have been on the road in Provo, Utah. Who is that team? Brigham Young. They're coming here to oh, play wow, that'll be cool. their first appearance ever in the, in the Ozarks, to anybody's uh, knowledge. And that's a storied program, the BYU. Yeah, oh yeah. So they'll be here to play the Bears at I guess you still call it JQH Arena. Yeah, as of right now it is. Um, well, that'll be good. That's that's exciting. And, uh, you know, last season they were kind of a young team. And you've got some guys coming back, I think, that probably gonna, they're going to gel together. And uh, we might see something out of those dudes this year. I think year. so. I think it's going to be a good team. That's not necessarily predicting a championship because everybody else has their players. Yeah, oh, yeah. Too. But it will be an exciting They've had game. more time together, which is very key, especially in the sport of basketball and broadcasting. Like us. Absolutely. (laughs) Have a wonderful day, sir.